Today, we will be speaking with Yosef Bonaparte. He is currently an Associate Professor in Finance at the University of Colorado, Denver. He is also the Director of Bonaparte Investment Group, where they are focused on ESG consulting. Lastly, he writes a newsletter that talks about ESG and has published research featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Market Watch. I hope you enjoy the talk. Give us a rundown on what ESG is. ESG, it's abbreviation of Environmental Sustainable and Governance. And the idea here is they try to give a ranking of companies who put more effort for have a better environment, uh, pollution-wise related to pollution, not culture, environment, culture, for governance. Then you got you talk about the culture in a, in a company and sustainability, how much their products are sustainable. So this is what ESG, and then they, they do a ranking how factor these three elements, how the company reflect all of these three elements together. So how is ESG related to finance, for example? Oh, that's a great question because uh, finance recently start to have uh, social awareness that investors want to invest in companies that also uh, give back to the community and have a less pollution, uh, fight climate change. So as a result, uh, they create uh, ETFs. ETFs is like a fund of multiple stocks. They call it ETF, a bundle of stocks for companies who have high rating, high ESG rating. Now, two points here. Number one is uh, this ESG is more in Europe, about $2.5 trillion ESG fund in the world. Two trillion are in Europe, one a half a trillion here in America. So it's more European phenomena than American phenomena. That's number one observation. Number two observation is these funds not necessarily serve the goal of supporting or uh, awarding or encouraging companies uh, to put ESG as a goal for them. And what has the development of ESG been like? Is this something relatively new? Um, and in what direction do you think ESG is headed? That's a great, great question. Really great. For some people, think that ESG is something new. But the truth is, it's become to be a mainstream as of now. It's a mainstream. A lot of companies have this ETF. A lot of investors bought this ETF. I think it started in uh, 2013-14 with the Red Rock, uh, sorry, BlackRock, BlackRock company, which is, they have a $6 trillion asset management. And they, they were the people who start with it. Now, I think it's a mainstream. It become to be a mainstream, not necessarily a new, something very, very mainstream. And do you think this is something that will continue to grow or are there some limitations on ESG? Uh, Max, I think this is, unfortunately to me, it's going to continue to grow. It's going to see more people buying ESG funds and ETFs, unfortunately. The reason I say unfortunately, because I'm, as I said before, I didn't think ESG really uh, encouraged companies for more sustainability, more governors, uh, and more environment. So the answer is yes, it will still grow. What do you think is a misconception that a lot of people who don't know about ESG have about this system? Uh, the misconception is, uh, one big one is, the uh, it's a politically divided. ESG become to be like a democratic 
type of fund and Republican didn't buy it. A lot of Republican investors see that as a hoax. And that's a problem. One of the key problems with ESG, it's, for whatever reason, it, it entered the politics. It became to be a political uh, fund, and that's unfortunate. That's one of the key downsides. And you mentioned all these ETFs that incorporate ESGs. How have these ETFs performed during the recent bull market and now during this economic downturn? So here's a secret sauce I'm going to tell you. Most of these ETFs are very homogenous, pretty much doing the same thing. So, And most of these ETFs have Apple at uh, the highest uh, weight in the, in the ETF. So basically, whatever Apple does, the ETF, the ESG ETFs do. And Apple was not hurt a lot during this downturn, and Apple did very well during the bull market. So basically, you buy an Apple and other companies, and if Apple does well, the ESG ETF will do well and very homogenous the product. You mentioned how an ESG ETF is just very concentrated, and I've heard this about other ETFs as well. So do you think it's smart for a beginner investor to incorporate this into their portfolio or should they look in other directions? Look for other direction. That's a good question. Great question. Again, uh, ESG become to be a mainstream as of now. It can be another another one everybody know about. Maybe one of your listeners in your podcast heard about it the first time, but, but that listener should know that this has become to be a mainstream a lot of a lot of people know about it. I, I highly recommend to move from this and go to the new idea. And the new idea is uh, there is a new. Um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that, but there is a new ideas coming up in the market, has to do with innovation and social societal outcome. Uh, and I'm working on one of these projects, and I think in two years uh, we're gonna have a new ETFs that are uh, replacing the ESG. So you mentioned that there could be a new ETF replacing ESG, but what would what, what changes would have to be made to the ESG system so that it can advance to the next level so that it can become um, a better instrument? That's a great question. So the Economist uh, has a couple articles. Uh, if you write the Economist ESG problems, so and he and the Economist uh, uh, mentioned that there are. Two problems. Now, one is the fees, the charge high fee relative to other ETFs, other products, financial products. And number one is the uh, the ESG itself rating does not motivate company with low rating to improve the rating. So I'm going to explain that. Here are the problems are not covered in the economist. I'm going to give it to you now. There are two problems with the ESG. For example, the first problem is it reward high rating, not reward improvement. For example, I'm a professor. I have a two students. One student's got 90, one student's got 20. If I said in the next exam, I'm going to give $5,000 to the highest grade in the class, then the student who got 90, most likely they're going to get this money. The student who got 20 in my exams before, will not going to study hard because there is no chance to go from 20 to 90. But if I said I'm going to give $5,000 to the most improved student, 
then the student who got 20, maybe get 40, double. So ESG reward ranking rather improve on the ranking. They don't look year over year uh, improvement. That's number one. Number two problem with ESG, and that's the reason I'm saying it's a mainstream, will be replaced hopefully in the future. Number two problem is, is a cost of capital. The companies who have a high rating, they have a very low cost of capital. So their energy transition is relatively easy to do it. Whereas the companies who have a very low rating, they have a problem with expensive cost of capital. So for them to do energy transition is very costly. So therefore we're not gonna do it. If the ESG funds really wanna help, they should choose companies who improved more based on improvement and they have a high cost of capital relative improvement investment relative to cost of capital. And do you think when you say that in three years, something like that, there will be a new ETF, do you think that is the change that will be made? Is this something that's already being discussed or is this something that you have thought about in your research and something you would like to see? I, I heard only from one company who are wor start working with me about it, that they want to find something better than ESG or replace the ESG. Again, ESG is a mainstream for people who are involved in this business. But for the majority of Americans or Europeans, still a new product, a new toy. But uh, human being, we always like to go to the next idea, the next idea. Now ESG become to be mainstream. Obviously, somebody's going to come with a better idea for the next idea. So what we need to know is that it's a mainstream. Therefore, when you're a mainstream, then a new idea is going to come to replace and to compete. I want to ask about your experience with consulting in ESG. What have companies' reaction been like to ESG? And how has the shift been within a company when they realize that they might be able to fit into this high-ranking category? Is it something they're actively trying to pursue? Or is it more of a second priority? Yeah, so that's a great question because companies don't want to hear about the downside of ESG and, and what's it, what the issues. Tell three weeks ago, so your, your podcast is very timely. Three weeks ago when The Economist was saying there are flaws in these funds, now you have a more people will listen to me more. Before I was talking by myself, ESG, there's a problem, there's a problem, but I didn't have the authority like The Economist. Now The Economist mentioned that, so now I think this is, is going to be we are in a point where things are changing now. So your podcast is an amazing time. And I highly recommend that if you can share the link from the economist about the flaws that this ESG has, so that will enlighten your listeners about something very, very recent development. Do you think companies were moving kind of blindly? There was this new concept, this new ESG concept, and they were all sort of without thinking about the future, just thinking about the present, Think about how they could improve their ranking in ESG. And they're putting a very big focus on this system while not really on their company. Right. So successful companies, successful funds, they will do exactly what you just said. And non-successful fund, we try to mimic and be the herd, the herd theory. Just follow what others are doing and do it. So the smart people will move first, will come up with, will understand the shortcoming of current ESGs, come up with the new ideas. And I know one big company here, and European company also. It's in Europe and Asia and in America, one, one of the biggest institutional companies. They start thinking about something better and how to replace the current system of rating. 
But do you also think there's a chance that when there is a new system, these same mistakes will happen again? And what do you think is going to stop those mistakes from happening again, if you believe that? That's, that's a brilliant idea. Quite brilliant question. Mistakes always there. Always new people will come to improve on something. Uh, yeah, so I expect the new idea to come. I expect the new idea to come to be a mainstream. I expect after it come to be mainstream, somebody will compete with it and come up with a better idea. It's a life cycle things of ideas. Uh, in the beginning, resistance, acceptance, mainstream, and decline. Now, stepping a bit away from ESG, but just talking about environmental awareness in general. How have you seen environmental awareness change in the field of finance and business um, over the past 10 years? It's, so there are two ways to measure that. One, awareness. Two, execution. Like I am aware to this, but I didn't want, I still want to have a higher return in my portfolio. Awareness is there, but I didn't see a lot of movement. Uh, in, so again, Europe is different than the United States. In Europe, yes, they care about it. They execute, aware is, they're very aware that they execute. And the Americas less, the United States. Now, it's important to mention because the war in Ukrainian and Russia war, when the gas pipeline are not coming, now European aware to environment damage, but they still have to, now they have to go back to the coal and more pollution because they cannot have a, a, a alternative energy. So this crisis between Russia and Ukraine can be a, something positive which is developing a, a, a more of a alternative energy, they call it, or renewable energy, and more awareness of the cost of, or, or, or the usage of, of energy, more economic usage of energy. And do you think that the energy crisis in Europe will also impact the environmental decisions made in the United States, or do you think it will take something important to happen here before that happens? I think, yeah, it's a, the other side, I agree with the second. It will take time in America. Still, even if the, I mean, the price of, of, of gas, if you want to fill your car, is less than four now. But even if it's still four or five, uh, people will take it. Uh, so you so have to understand the United States is different than other countries. United States is California and the rest of the country. What does that mean? Usually California take the first step and the country follow. So now California, they pass a law that in 2035, only electrical cars can be sold. If you have a used car, you will still have it, but you cannot buy a new used car, a new gas car. It has to be an electrical car. So in 2035, California is gonna move the first, Colorado will be the second. We're already, we're working legislation here in Colorado to follow California. I think the nation will follow California by 20, 35. So some states 37, some states 38, some states 36, maybe 40. But I think a change will come in America. But unfortunately, slow. 35, it's about 13 years. It's a lot of a lot of time. And you mentioned California passing a law and the government becoming involved in environmental action. Do you think there will be other environmental action that will limit the activity that a lot of companies can have? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think in a, in a democratic states will be the movement will be faster than Republican states because Republican states they have a different priorities, different challenging challenges. The population is different. 
their interests, their priorities. So priorities in our country, like a state like Texas is different than a state like California. Here's an example. In, in last year, Texas has a problem with electricity. And the problem was they have, a, Texas has one grid. Like for example, if the Texas have no electricity, all Texas will go down. But they cannot get some electricity from Colorado because their grid is not integrated with Colorado. Now in Colorado, they try to integrate the grid with uh, uh, California, with the uh, Arizona, New Mexico. So if, if there's a problem in Colorado, other states will feed us, which we call it risk sharing. Uh, and then when they have a problem, we can give them. That's number one. Number two, Colorado has a lot of sun during the day. We have a lot of sun during the year and during the day. But but uh, California and the, uh, Arizona and the Utah, they have a lot of winds. So during the day, we can give these states light if, because we have a lot of sun. We can give them electricity. In the evening, they're going to give us electricity through the winds that they have. So if we, have a, if we merge our grids across some states, then renewable energy will be more effective, more use effective. 